didn't expect guinea pigs to be so fun and funny and comical. They are ridiculous furry potatoes in appearance, um, but also their behavior. A guinea pig learns that a knife on a cutting board means maybe there's food coming. So anytime we cut on a cutting board, we hear weak, 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 weak. They make this sound. They call it weaking. And it's weak, weak, weak. Anytime plastic crackles, they think it's lettuce coming out of the fridge. So any crackling, if I am like taking batteries out of a deli bag and the bag crackles, they're like, weak, weak, weak. They just, they know us. And now I think even the sound of the knife drawer opening, they get excited. Weak, 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 weak. And also when they're happy, they cluck like chickens. It's hilarious. Last week saw the passing of 99-year-old actress and noted animal lover and advocate Betty White. In one of the obituaries for her, I read that in the 1970s, she had something of a talk show called The Pet Set, where she basically interviewed her friends about their pets. And I thought, huh, that sounds like a fun thing to do. Her friends were 1970s celebrities. Mine are not 1970s celebrities, but they're celebrities in my life. And uh, I will grab at any opportunity to talk to people about their dogs. It's what I love to do. At first, I thought maybe I could make it more focused and talk to people about their first dog or a dog that they've lost. But then I thought that would rule out me talking to so many of the dog owners uh, who I've come to know at at School for the Dogs, who are our clients, both human and canine. So why, why limit things? And also I thought, why limit it just to dogs? In fact, the first person I realized I wanted to talk to for this series has a pet who is not a dog at all, uh, but is uh, a kind of animal I would really be curious to learn more about. So for the very first entry into this series, which I am going to call Best Pet Ever, I am speaking to my good friend, Jessica Vitkiss. Jessica is a writer and TV producer We have been good friends for nearly 20 years, and uh, about 10 years ago, I was lucky enough to be hired by Jessica when she was the executive producer for the show Too Cute, Puppies and Kittens, which aired on Animal Planet. She hired me as uh, an associate producer slash animal wrangler (laughs) slash uh, dog nerd on site with facts and training recommendations. Anyway, it was a fabulous job, really great experience for me. And uh, during that time, I know that Jessica 
worked with lots of different kinds of animals, not just cats and dogs, and learned about all different kinds of animals, including uh, pigs that people kept as pets and hedgehogs. And so when last year uh, she and her family got a pair of guinea pigs, I thought that it must have been a very thoughtful choice of pet. And I immediately wanted to learn more. I hope you enjoy this conversation. If you or someone you know is a 1970s celebrity (laughs) or would just like to be on this show talking about one of their pets, go ahead and send me an email, annie at schoolforthedogs.com. I'm Jessica Vitkis. I live in the East Village. I have a boyfriend and twin girls who are eight and two guinea pigs named Coffee and Cookie. (laughs) I always want to say their names are Cookie and Sprinkles. We talked about the guinea pigs for a long time before we got them. So we talked about names because that's fun. So we kind of picked Mango and Mochi because they're the right shape. And we love to eat both of those things, although... We promised not to eat our guinea pigs. And then we got them, and they, the girls changed their minds about the names. And that's okay. They that, just, that's a big part of pet ownership is, is naming. Naming is very powerful. So true. they got to name their own pets. Well, and they just they got them, and they didn't look like a mango and a mochi, I guess. They did not. They did not. Just like when I had my own children, I had whole names picked out, and I changed I changed my mind when I saw them. I remember that. Did fit. It was going to be, one of them was going to be, one of them was going to be Theodora. Right? Yes, good memory. My children were going to be, and they're actually kind of mad at me about this now because they like my old choices better. They were going to be Cordelia and Theodora, and they were going to be Coco and Teddy, and and then they just didn't look like it. I changed my mind, and uh, they just seemed like big names for those tiny little girls, and I don't know. They just didn't. They just didn't fit. So I changed them. They're now Matilda and Sadie, and I'm sticking to it. And I legally have to for now, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna go with that. And so coffee, anyway, coffee yeah. So we have cookie and, and coffee. They cookie named... and Sprinkles is coffee's stripper name. <laughs> it's her alter ego. Yeah, that, um, that's how I know. I her. like it. Totally, <laughs> totally. Why guinea pigs? Well, they're. I think they're a good starter pet for little kids and. Steven and I, Steve is my partner, uh, we both love animals. Um, he's a little bit more of a cat person. I'm a little bit more of a dog person, although we all like all of them. Um, and we wanted a starter pet that the kids could handle and see how it went, see if the girls helped to take care of them. And they just seem like, uh, you know, an on-ramp to pet ownership for little children. So, um, and they're just small. My kids are small. You can cuddle them in your. You can cuddle a guinea pig in your lap, and and none of us had had guinea pigs. We also um, we we babysat. That's part of it. We babysat for uh, a guinea pig named Marvin, who's now in guinea pig heaven. But we have a painting of Marvin. We loved Marvin so much. We had a painting commissioned of him that I can send you. Was this a school pet? Nope. Marvin is my friend Luba's guinea pig. Uh, my adult friend who has a guinea pig, by the way. Um, and we, yeah, we babysat for Marvin when the Marvin's family was on vacation, and we had such a good time. He was a solo boy guinea pig, and we, Stephen and I, would get out Marvin at night and play with him. And when the kids were in bed, um, and the kids liked Marvin, and 
So we wanted a Marvin of our own. Um, and then, you know, COVID happened, lockdown. I sort of wish we'd gotten the guinea pigs like the first day of coronavirus lockdown because it gives you something to do every single day. They're very, um, there's always a cage to clean and some food to feed. And um, But we, we got them about a year ago. And what, what was so it about Marvin? That, how would you play oh, with Marvin? What was what, about Marvin? I mean, um, I, I've, I've spent so little time with guinea pigs. I mean, a tiny bit of time with yours, but... Like they're they're not cuddly, right? Well, they're. They I've, I've since learned a ton, and I will I will pass on whatever knowledge I can. But Marvin um, was pretty typical, and I've since learned Mar. Uh, I've since learned that guinea pigs like to be in pairs. They're pack animals. They definitely are happier in a group. So, but but some of them do okay solo, if you give them a lot of attention. And Marvin had a lot of attention at home, uh, and we gave him a lot of attention. Guinea pigs in general, and Marvin. To, uh, do not like getting picked up, but once you pick them up and once they settle into your lap, they're they're pretty chill and good. Um, and I think some guinea pigs grow to realize that getting picked up means getting treats and pets. Um, but you know they're prey animals and they just run away. They are full of fear. They need to always to have a place to hide. Um, How did you go about finding a guinea pig? Sort of stupidly, and I've learned more since. Um, we go to Petco, the Petco in Union Square is perfectly lovely, and I kept going to Petco to look for the right guinea pig. We wanted girls. Marvin was a boy. We love Marvin. Um, we gave Marvin went back to his home, and but Marvin stayed in our hearts. Um, was there was there a reason why girls or um, some of the boys? get big testicles and I do not like them <laughs> they're like the size of grapes and I don't know when they grow big but I just I don't need to look at furry grape sized testicles on a small mammal the size of a rabbit and and, and the patriarchy it's, it's not it's kind of a shallow don't need, don't need the constant reminder <laughs> it's a constant reminder and you know um there's that and then we've also heard and read um boy guinea pigs their pee smells more they fight more. Um, you know, each each individual is different, but they're they're a little smellier, a little more aggressive. And then I heard these two words that were the deal breaker, and it, the words are boar glue. There, so I started following these these Facebook pages of guinea pig owners just to learn, and it was so helpful. Um, and then they, I saw these posts about boar glue, and I'm like, boar glue, and they're like, I found some boar glue, and they're like, oh. The other poster said, you have to just cut the fur. And like, boar glue is sperm that gets stuck in their fur, and you cannot get it out unless you cut it out, and it's just gross. I'm sorry. Wow. Um, wow. So once, once I heard about <laughs> boar glue, plus more aggressive, plus the pea smelling, and plus we are a household of mostly girls. <laughs> we pick girls. So, and then I kind of like the guinea pigs that have – I don't even know the word. I, uh, they have the fur that goes in all different directions, kind of not long hair, not short hair, in between, and it it and the fur goes like. Is this a specific left, right. breed of uh, guinea pig? It, there is a name for it, and I, it's there is a kind of breed name, and I so I like the wacky fur, and I wanted a girl, so I kept going to Petco looking for two girls with the with the crazy fur, um, and I was just looking and looking and like waiting for that day. And that day never came. And then I had, I have my uh, friend of mine, another mom, they have guinea pigs. And she became my guinea pig mentor. And 
she's like, do not get it at a pet store. There's no shortage of guinea pigs who need homes. And she is right. Those Facebook pages are all like, oh, we thought we had two boys. And then we came down this morning and there were five. (laughs) They really breed and they breed fast. I mean, I think they... They, and they come out when they're born. They come out like a, like a like a baby giraffe or elephant. They just come out ready to go. Wow. They are fluffy, and you know, you think of mice and hamsters have those little pinky babies that are you know furless and yeah. God bless. But guinea pigs come out hopping and ready for action. Their, their survival technique is reproduction. So there's so many out there. So I I strongly advise, uh, you know, Petco is great for supplies, um, but if you want to get an animal. There's so many to adopt for free, and we—that's what we did. We just once so we. I remember you saying you found like there was a whole guinea pig underground. There is a whole guinea pig underground. Um, I mean, I think Reddit has a lot. My boyfriend's on Reddit a lot, learning about guinea pigs, and there's tons for adoption. Not, I'm more Facebooky, uh, so that's where I found my my knowledge and my adoptable ones. And um, so, what once I realized that I was going to adopt, I I paid closer attention to the ones online and and the comments in the world of people talking to each other and i i choose facebook groups where people are not nasty but people do it does get nasty like how dare you have a a cage that small and there's there's we try not to shame other pet owners we try to help them and i i I pretty much stay out of it nastiness can you can you talk a little bit about your setup for my setup for cooking and coffee um, my boyfriend's very handy so he's built some things we for two guinea pigs you need um basically two feet by four feet minimum and they there's a lot of standard cages out there that size um then steven built a, like a second floor loft so they have a little ramp and a place to go um, so they can be upstairs or downstairs, and um, there's some great products out there. Guinea pigs are easy to clean after. They, their poops are just like little cocoa puffs. I, I pick them up with my hands if they get in the wrong place, and they're dry. They're just like dry coffee bean cocoa puffs. They're not gross. Um, and as you, you is, explained to me, they make good fertilizer, which then led me to, do. <laughs> down, a, down a rabbit hole where I found there are people out there who sell guinea pig poop as fertilizer. When you and I talked about it, I did save it for a while, but then it got gross. Um, it got, like, <laughs> the, the jar I was saving it in started to get stinky. Because it's also not very stinky. Um, their their pee can be can be smelly, but the poop is just dry. They're, like, literally like Cocoa Puff cereal. They don't eat it. Although they do eat their own poop. That's a very common guinea pig thing. I've not seen it yet. I've seen it in other guinea pigs, but they they do eat their own poop. It's it's a common animal thing. Common in mammals. I mean, yeah. there's some nutritious value there if if you if, you're, if your brain say. if your brain is pretty small and you gotta survive. <laughs> How are the girls with the guinea pigs? Is because I'm I'm always curious about what happens when people get their you know pets for their kids. Yes, because I think so. um, some people. I mean, I I don't I don't know what you're gonna say, but I feel like there are some people who set up set up their kids for disappointment. That what that the kids are gonna. They put too much pressure on the kids to take care of the pets. Right, the kids where like can't kids can't it. take yeah. care of themselves, and then the kids feel like they're failing at taking care of the pets, or the parent feels like I got this pet and you were supposed to take care of it, and now I have to do it, and is resentful. I think that's really common with dogs and cats. Yeah, and um, and so part of the reason we picked guinea pigs was hopefully this is like a middle stepping stone. Right. Um, and I think 
were fairly successful. Um, we lowered our expectations. I mean, our girls, we have eight-year-old twin girls, and they are interested, and they are responsible, and they participate. But we aren't kidding ourselves. Like, we clean out the cage. But guinea pig poops are, you know, you, we have a little broom and dustpan, and the girls can, can pick those up, can do a little sweep out. Like, they're not going to clean out the whole cage. But yeah. basically, the way you take care of guinea pigs is you have this there's a whole world of fleece lining floor it's like a big rug you put on the floor of their cage and then there's an area called the kitchen to the side that's got we put paper shavings that's you know a commercial product and we put some hay and and they have the place where they eat and poop is with the paper shavings but the fleece is under most of the cage and the fleece is so easy to clean you just sweep up the poops and then every day or every other day and then you the fleece bottom you toss in the wash once a week and put down a new one and it's and then the paper shavings when they get gross just throw them out put new ones um and every day we'll go in and, and take out the worst of the paper shavings that have poops and pee and then we'll scoop that part out and put in some new shavings so i call it mucking out the barn i muck out the barn like once a day or every other day and then we do a big clean about once a week and it's really you've been to our house not smelly it's pleasant and it's um that part's worked out but to that part has worked out but for the kids participating um they help clean and they definitely help feed well they um, definitely seem like they spend a lot of time with the guinea pigs am I, they am I do right about and that? one so i'm not gonna lie one one kid's more into the guinea pigs than the other but that's fine um our twins are fraternal they're very different people and matilda is much more into the guinea pigs um sadie is less into them, but she wears a locket with a picture of her guinea pig in it. And that's kind of how she wants to enjoy them. Just, like, admiring them from afar, wearing it in the locket. More Victorian approach to her pet ownership. Um, I love that. Matilda, <laughs> on the other hand, the first week we had them, we put them in the kitchen. We, we did this fun thing we should do more, where we put them in the kitchen, we block off each end with, like, a little fence, and and have a rug and then Matilda laid down full body and and put sliced peppers all over her body and had the guinea pigs climb up on her body and eat the peppers like some sort of vaudeville act she's 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 an animal trainer she's an animal trainer it also reminded me of like those women who like serve sushi off their bodies but um (laughs) trying to get that picture out of my mind (laughs) and instead it was her way of interacting and she's right like they're incredibly into food all they care about is food and so putting food on your body is the best way to get a guinea pig to climb on your body she didn't even need to be told that she just figured it out yeah well and also a really good way to get the the guinea pig to be into you yeah that's awesome and it's worked um so she still does that and she and i i actually copied her now i will sit so we've made what we call the front yard we have the cage it's two by four with the loft and then we open up the front gate and then we we've put sort of cardboard fencing that creates another like literally a front yard like a uh in front of the cage and they can and we put a pillow as the ramp of freedom and they climb down the pillow because the cage is elevated so they we lift up the gate they climb down a pillow big like throw pillow they're at floor level and then we have that's probably like i don't know five feet by five feet and then, and a very important thing for guinea pigs, very important, next to food, maybe more important than food, they need to hide 
what they always want is a place to hide and your guinea pig will always be happy they have a place to hide they're just hidey frady animals and you got to work with that so we always have tunnels and cardboard boxes and um they'll go under fabric into and like snuggle so you know what might be fun is um if if you haven't already, to try some of the puzzle toys that we have at School for the Dogs, like uh-huh. um, like toys with little doors and drawers that can be pushed open and that sort of thing. Oh. Um, forget if I brought you some like that. Or we have these snuffle mats that you can hide food in, but I wonder if they would... There, there must be people out there who have already tried these things with guinea pigs. I oh, I would love to try it. that. They're not very smart, but they definitely <laughs> like their food. So if there's a way to earn some food, they might be into it. I would love to try that. And if it involves hiding and digging and snuggling and tunneling, that's, you know, they're rodents. That's their, They're digging, hiding, prey animals. So in the front yard, we put tunnels and boxes and things for them. So they always have a place to go. And also, you not only a place to hide, but a place to hide and with entrance and an exit so they're not trapped they need to feel like they can get out um so that all makes them relaxed and happy which is good and so matilda and i separately or together will sit in the front yard the guinea pigs front yard in front of their cage and put food on our bodies and then they climb on our bodies and get the food and they eat out of our hands and um definitely food is the way to their hearts and we we work with that all the time they 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 are not that excited about getting snuggled, but I've learned from you that if they are, if we feed them, then I pet them while I'm feeding them, so they learn to enjoy like feeding is good and getting petted while getting fed is nice and this isn't so bad. Right. So we, the girls, will sit. We have a, a product I love called a snuggle cup, um, a cuddle cup, cuddle cup, and it's just like a nest, and we or we use a towel and you sit cross-legged and you put a cuddle cup in your lap or a towel and we put a guinea pig in your lap and you feed the guinea pig and you pet the guinea pig while you're feeding and they like that um but they don't like being caught getting them to put in your lap is a challenge and there's lots of youtube videos i've watched on how to catch your guinea pig i still can't do it (laughs) steven has to do it they they just run away they hate being caught Aww. They hate the act of catching. And, well, I, I wonder but, if there's a way to yeah. teach them some sort of um, stationing behavior, like going to a certain oh. spot and staying. Uh-huh. Um, well, when when it's easier for us to hang out at each other in each other's apartments, and I am not, I don't have uh, two small children on top of me. Right. <laughs> I'd like to start coming over more and just playing around, doing like clicker training with them and. Especially Matilda, if she's into it, because I think it could be really... I, I'd have fun doing it. I mean... Okay, you know, I, I, that would be great. We'd love it. Well, also, from learning from you, we, we did stick with the clicker training, but we've been food training them a little bit. I've seen other guinea pigs do tricks, and I want to teach them just basic things like putting their paw on my hands mm-hmm. when I feed them, or even just doing, we call it a, a wheelie, doing a wheelie when they go on their hind legs and, like, stand up for food. I think it's pretty darn cute. Um and I showed you that video. I mean, I taught them to kiss me. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, and I'm not sure if I even taught them anything. I think it's just what they do. Um, but they, I make them touch their nose to my nose when I give them a treat. And now every time I feed them, I make a kissy noise. I go, to let them know, like, food's coming. And they'll, so now if I go to the cage and I make kissy noise, they, they come out. They know that that means food is coming. So, yeah, we're using kissing noises as a cue for food. Tapping the ground in front of them is a cue for food. Now, you've done some traveling with your 
guinea pigs, right? We have a weekend house upstate with a yard, and we bring the guinea pigs with us in a cat carrier, which they seem to enjoy. It's small and cozy, and they like to hide in small, cozy places. Um, and on, in nice weather, we take them outside, and it's so funny and fun. Um, my daughter Matilda will lifeguard them, set up a little garden fence. It's like a eight-inch tall wire fence that we make a rectangle out of, and we put the guinea pigs in there in the space. It's like, I don't know, six feet by six feet. And the guinea pigs are so happy because they love grass and dandelions and clover. We've got plenty of all of those. And so imagine if the floor was made of chocolate ice cream for you or me. That's what it's like for them. So they are very, very happy, and they just sit like little funny rabbit cows and graze on the grass in the weather but we have to give them tunnels and boxes to hide in and we do and they just are so so happy and it's like our little farm scene i love it can you tell the anecdote that uh i will always remember as the time Stephen mistook a guinea pig for a bear so one day upstate, I was bringing the guinea pigs outside and their little wire pen was mostly set up. It had three walls. I had to put on the fourth wall and my hands were full with the guinea pigs in their carrier and I, I put them down in the grass and I let them out. But the fourth wall was not up and my daughter Matilda freaked out and started screaming, screaming at the top of her lungs. And of course, it scared the guinea pigs but they just kind of um, froze. And my boyfriend came out. He thought he thought a bear was attacking us because of her level of screams. And she thought that the guinea pigs were going to run away. And we're like, where would they go? She's like, they're going to run into the street. I'm like, have you seen how long their legs are? They're like one inch long. And they're in the middle of the grass where they want to be. And they don't really move or run, like, ever. But she was highly concerned so we calmed her down put up the fourth wall all was well but she um does sit like a lifeguard when the guinea pigs are outside well thank you so much jessica for being the very first best pet ever guest and uh, before you go i just thought maybe you could share what you shared with me about how having cookie and coffee in your home has helped your relationship with steven Steven around the guinea pigs is just his kindest, sweetest self, and he's a kind, sweet person in general, but I could be mad at him about, I don't know, you know, the bedroom being messy or something stupid, and and then he's this six foot four big person, and there he is on the ground holding a guinea pig and saying, hey there, hi little buddy, do you want some lettuce, or do you want parsley? Oh, I got you, and he just him talking to the guinea pig... <laughs> I just melt. My heart melts. It's so sweet. And he's completely serious. Like, the other thing he does that I love, I'll be working. We've all been working at home. And I'll be at my computer working, and I'll hear footsteps behind me, and I can tell from the way he's walking. It's a gentle, even walk that he's holding a guinea pig. And I'll be in the middle of my day, and I might be grumpy, and I'll hear the gentle walk of a guinea pig tamer walking over to me and he'll bring me a guinea pig to just like hold and put in my lap and it it brightens my day it calms me down and guinea pig therapy could be a side hustle we start that 
couples come in, they just have to hold guinea pigs, talk to the guinea pigs, and then they see the best in them. I'm all for it. Thank you so much for listening. And special thanks to Bill and Lizzie of Toast Garden for the amazing theme song. You can find Toast Garden at youtube.com slash toastgarden. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. You can also support us by shopping at storefortheDogs.com, and you can learn more about us at schoolforthedogs.com. You can also connect with other listeners by downloading our brand new app. Just visit schoolforthedogs.com slash community.